Hi, everyone. Welcome to Here for the Health of It podcast. This is Dr. Randy and Dr. Tom, and we are Columbia's hottest, best, fastest growing, juiciest, most prominent, classiest, most distinguished, sexiest, most reliable, most lit, most fetch, most dope, flashiest, most eccentric, hippest, and grittiest podcast in Columbia. Did you go two today? I did an extra one, but last time <laughs> I accidentally used the same oh, adjective okay. twice, so I skipped it this time. Uh, we got a really cool guest today. You guys are following us on Instagram. Just look up here for the Health of It podcast. We're there. Um, also, if you are willing to subscribe or you're willing to share it with one of your friends, we see that and we appreciate that. Um, we have Kelly Renko, Renko Clarkson today. Um, she is um, local to Columbia, big name in Columbia in the film world. Um, Kelly made the transition from film, um, TV, transition to film and TV from theater in 2019. Since then, she's worked on HBO's The Righteous Gemstones, um, the latest installment to the Halloween franchise, Halloween Ends, and the premiere season of Panhandle. Mm -hmm. So, welcome to the show. Oh, yeah, thanks, thanks for, for being here. <laughs> so tell us about maybe what the transition from theater to film looked like for you. Sure. Uh, so uh, I've trained for costuming. In, so I specifically work in costuming, I guess is how to put it. I'm a tailor, um, but also sometimes a dresser for film. Uh, but I was trained for costuming in theater. Uh, I was working at the University of South Carolina, and one of my friends who formerly worked in film in Atlanta had moved back started picking up some gigs. She was working on Halloween that came out in, I think, 2018, um, the, the newest of the trilogy. They needed a seamstress to step in, so she's like, oh, I know somebody. Wow. <laughs> so she called me, um, brought me on. I worked only a week there, but since then, um, you know, it's one of those things where you just kind of meet more and more people, and they remember your name. So uh, in about a year of picking up little tiny jobs, I decided, no, this is actually something I could do full-time. So I quit working in theater and have consistently found work in film, television, and commercials. Nice. Yeah. People don't really think about Columbia as a film <laughs> theater, or a costume. film and TV and costume type place. Accurate. Accurate. Uh, what, like, Kevin Bacon did something here in the early 2000s, mm -hmm. and that's about it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I travel for work a lot. <laughs> uh -huh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really lucky that Charleston, Wilmington, and actually Savannah's picking up more and more work these days. Um, but Charleston, Wilmington are well-established mm -hmm. places for yeah. film and television. Uh, so yeah, I spent uh, I spent a lot of the year not living in Columbia. I actually um, spent the first eight months of this year, 2022, uh, splitting my time between Savannah and Charlotte, actually. So nice. uh, yeah, I'm not here a lot, but it's a good central base because um, the areas that I work range from Wilmington down to Savannah. So I'm kind of centrally located, which is really perfect mm -hmm. for that. And I love traveling for work. So it's being paid to live somewhere new is really pretty cool. And you're rubbing elbows with big name people then. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, do they remember me? I don't know. But <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've actually met uh, like Jamie Lee Curtis, um, which is probably one of the bigger names. Uh, yeah. Danny McBride. Adam, um, Adam Devine, uh, just to name a few people. Um, uh, Bowen Yang, anybody who's a fan of SNL, like I got to work with him on my last my last gig. Um, what is it, Gaten Gatton from Stranger Things? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I was like, you'll know. I don't, <laughs> but yeah, he was also very nice. Got to meet him. So yeah, I get to meet a lot of famous people. And you must have been, were you shell-shocked the first time you saw someone? Uh, 
No, actually. <laughs> Uh, You're like, I don't care. Just get over here and let's get this done. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Like, I'm there to do a job. They're there to do a job. Uh, and I don't know. Like, part of me, I figure everybody does fawn on them and, like, is bothering them for for their time. So I get when they're in the work environment, you don't want to do that to them either. Yeah. Um, so and it, it's a little intimidating, especially, like, especially when I was first starting out. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm imposter syndrome. Am I actually doing this the right way? Um, and meeting somebody famous, I just wanted to come off as professional as possible. And I think the important thing a lot of people forget is that celebrities are still real people. Like they're, yeah. you know, they have faults and things that are cool about them, things that aren't, and they're they're just working. So try to keep that in mind. Nice. So what what does your process? What does the process look like? They like the, a show or uh, a movie reaches out to you. And then you come in, are you on the design side of it where like you come up with the concept of what they should look like or you're more making what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not a designer. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, yes, I actually hands on the costumes is you what like I do. You bring it to life. Yes, yeah. So um, most of what I do in film particularly is alteration work just because of the mass scale of costumes we need it, yeah. like you need multiple so just easier that way but yeah a designer will give me a drawing or even just give me a concept or research and it is now my job to figure out how how to make it nice. um yeah and how many people do you work with to to put together some of these costumes <laughs> um most of the time it's just me really <laughs> every so often if something uh, if i'm really getting slammed with work or got a big project i can bring on an assistant or or, or a, a second is what we call them sometimes um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's mostly me just powering away 12 hours a day. Wow. In uh, like, is most of your work behind the sewing machine or is there a lot of hand stuff? Uh, yeah, most of it. I mean, yeah, I would say it's actually a pretty good balance. Uh, definitely sewing machine couldn't live without it. Would want to kill myself if it didn't exist. Yeah. Um, but especially during the patterning process, uh, it is a lot of like either touching fabric to a dress form, like sculpting it. Or doing like uh, math, like patterning it out math-wise on a table. Yeah. Um, there's hand stuff as well, but yeah, no, I'm I'm behind the machine yeah. a lot. <laughs> so, and I always wondered, like, when you see some of these costumes, well, I guess what's the most challenging material or things to hmm. to put on people? I would think like spandex and no. really no, it's so forgiving. Like, <laughs> is the can, thing. Yeah, you can manipulate it so easy. Um, I mean. Especially people who are new to sewing might have a little trouble with it, especially getting under a machine. But no, it's um, the hardest is honestly velvet, silk velvet, swishy mm. silk velvet is the worst. And is there a material where you're like, if you mess it up, it's a very costly sort of oh yeah mistake. <laughs> what what is the, what what material is that? Uh, it, it like won't have a name necessarily. Like uh, anything that is actual silk will be expensive. Oh. Uh, anything that has a lot of embellishment will be expensive. And sometimes it's just where it's bought. Like, it, you know, it's it, it's the mystique behind the fabric sometimes. But no, I've, I've, been wor I've worked with fabrics before where it's like a hundred and something dollars a yard. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> and if you mess it up, um, luckily, I, you know, my designers usually buy me extra and I don't make too many mistakes to toot my own horn. Um, and honestly, as long as you don't mess it up in the cutting process, Anything could be fixed. Yeah. Honestly. What's the name of that show? Did you ever watch that show on TV that was... Project Runway? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> You're the first person ever asked me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, well, what I was thinking about is like you just have a ton of different materials and you can you just use mannequins, but they you start with is it a basic like really cheap material to make like your form or your wow like this pattern this and is then, a great question and see then from there then you bring it into the into more of the expensive stuff right yeah yeah no uh, that's so insightful um very have you been doing research i, well, I watched a lot of projects uh yeah so uh it would even the most talented um seamstress or tailor I mean, again, we make mistakes. Every body, physical body, is different from the last one, even if measurements kind of look the same. So, uh, yeah, there's always room for error when you're making something new. Uh, so, yeah, we do. We always start with uh, what's called muslin. Uh, it's just a plain cotton, simple weave. Like, it's the cheapest thing you can get. Uh, if you're making something that, like a lightweight chiffon, you might want to try to buy something similar but just the cheapest version but yeah there's always the test run before you go into the real fabric um ideally nice and I'm, i would imagine and because i'm thinking if i was a celebrity i would come to you and i would say all right i want you to just modify this in a way that makes my arms look bigger <laughs> makes me look taller <laughs> waist look smaller waist smaller package bigger <laughs> <laughs> stuff the pack Maybe. little padding in the package <laughs> <laughs> just get you a cod piece. I don't, I don't, well, I don't know. I don't know what's, what's allowed and how much they're allowed to ask for modification. Uh, y yes. Like there's a certain amount that you could do for anybody, you know, there's like, uh, I mean, one thing is like my husband is a particularly short man. Mm -hmm. So one of the tricks that we try to do is like, uh, you know, so traditional tailoring says that a man should be able to curl his fingers around the hem of his waistcoat or his jacket. Um, that's, fine for an average dude but like a nice trick is like bringing it up a little bit higher you know kind of like if having those slightly higher uh. water pants also tend to create length they make you look like you're not swimming in your clothes so yeah there's like little tricks we can do um we tend not to pad people too much <laughs> unless there's a special like special randy reason. wears shoulder pads all the time and his like polos and stuff i just in the polos. Says, people are like oh you're so muscular <laughs> yeah. like thank you <laughs> <laughs> so with your i guess with your husband that's a good point do, do you tailor all of his stuff like you just go he just goes off the shelf and just brings it to you and is like here make this look awesome on me uh when we first got married and we were poor uh yeah i would tailor his stuff nice. but now i can pay somebody else to do it yeah i do i do that well yeah i mean think about it i um i i work uh, when i am working i work 12 hours a day sometimes 70 hours a week sewing the right. last thing I want to do in my free time is, is more that, sewing. Yeah. yeah, I don't ask lawyers if they go home and read like right. like, like current documents for fun. Like right. it, it just doesn't happen. But uh, no, like uh, the other day, I actually fixed a skirt for a friend. Um, my husband has a suit right now where I need to raise the hem of it. I might do it if I have time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a nice skill to have in the real world too. And I, so, if something's hemmed mm -hmm. or changed, then is it not off the shelf? Because, and I'll tell you the context behind it. Okay, we yeah. had um, we had Ashley from Style Standard on here, and she was looking at all of our outfits that we were wearing that day for these photos. Uh -huh. And one of her things was she said, oh, that looks like it's just off the shelf from Gap. And I was like, it, it might be off the shelf from Gap. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Well, yes. It, well, you didn't get it tailored, right? You didn't well, get that shirt tailored. No. I just put it on and it yeah, fit great, yeah. so I just kept it. 
<laughs> I think Which here's is fair, what I think I she think. <laughs> <laughs> I think she meant it didn't fit great was what she, where she was going oh. with that because it's like that's off the shelf yeah. not custom to your body. Not, well, and here's my problem. <laughs> so if she said that doesn't fit you great, I is I wouldn't know if she meant it's too tight or too loose. <laughs> Oh no! You like you have no. Generally, he goes to T. Era's on the tight side, which is interesting. <laughs> which maybe that's what she meant. Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I guess I could ask her. I don't, no, off the shelf. So off the shelf means it's been or altered, off the rack. Altered or off the rack. Altered. No, 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 not that, altered. Not, al- not altered. Yeah, that shelf. is literally you went and took it straight off the rack. Yes. So yeah. So people, so there's probably a big business for that side of it too. Do you get tempted to? They're, they're like, oh man, you're such a big name. Mm-mm. Can you? <laughs> Help me with this. This will never stop being funny. Uh, Yeah, no, I do. I get hit up. uh, So, again, when I first moved here, before I went into film, one of the things I started doing was alterations out of my household. Um, Again, it's the skill I have. Um, I don't (laughs) – and I do get asked a lot by people (laughs) to help them out with it. Um, It's, again, not my ideal thing to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because also the truth is, like, a lot of people don't realize how much time actually goes into it um, and aren't necessarily willing to pay. Especially when we're starting to talk about, like, men's suits yeah um or like formal dresses for women something really you know anything beyond just a pant him yeah. it does take time um and a skill level and not everybody recognizes that so i don't like doing them um i do think and also i think the other problem is a lot of people don't even realize it's an option um my mother works at a retail store here in town and constantly is having women coming in saying like, oh, I can't buy this. It's a little too long. And my mom's like, well, you can fix it. <laughs> like there's there's a way of making your clothing look good on you. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves is seeing a young man, early 20s, wearing a suit for a first time for a job and just like looking like he's wearing his daddy's suit. Yeah. You know, like just can't. It, it, it's amazing how just like a little like nip and tuck, like, like you were talking about the waist earlier, just a little pinch at the waist, yep. bringing up your hem. It, everybody has the ability to have that done for them. Like, you can literally take something off the rack, which is not yeah. special to you, not custom, but making it work for your body is an option to almost everyone. Um, and almost, I would say on most garments yeah. is possible. And where do they take it to then? Uh, there are a couple of really talented tailors here in town um, that, you know, strictly work in, like, alteration. And actually, they... Most people who know how to do alterations also know how to do, like, construction from scratch. So we'll say that. Um, I personally love Nick's Tailoring here in town. They're Nick's. located at Nick's, yeah. N-I-X or? Uh, C-K, I believe. Um, he... You know him personally? <laughs> We've met. But Is his no, name actually like... Nick? I think so. Okay. I think so. Uh, yeah, and uh, he's, he's so talented. Uh, he's down the Vista. And I take my stuff to a woman named Tatiana. Um, she used to be located on Forest Drive. I don't know where she is now. I haven't been in there for a while. But um, I've, I've recommended her to people, too, when they ask me if I'll do also be like, no, but I got somebody for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the off-the-rack thing, just a you know, Lee Thomas, he could buy off-the-rack, and it's it was custom to him because we had a friend who was the medium Abercrombie & Fitch model when he was in college. <laughs> Where they fit all the clothes around his body type. So mm-hmm. if he went into a store, He's a fit would, model. he would be off was, the rack but custom to him. We called him the perfect medium. Yeah, still, he still, we, still, he's do, still called he's the perfect he's medium. He's a large now. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a large now. He's now a medium plus, is what he is. Uh, so I'm curious then, when you're looking at movies, are you criticizing them and then it, thinking, I could have done way better than that or that costume kind of sucks? Um, Criticize is a hard word. Um, I do look. I look at details a lot now. 
Um, I was watching, what is it, the newest Enola Holmes, um, Enola Holmes 2 with Henry Cavill and Millie Bobby Brown. And I was, I was looking, it, you do, there's certain imperfections that I really hate. Like one thing I really hate is there was that Pride and Prejudice movie with Kieran Knightley that came out in the early 2000s. They didn't even try to hide zippers. Like it, it's not good. Like we mm. look for details like that, but honestly, most of what I'm doing is trying to pick up tips and tricks on what does work, yeah. um, and just kind of admire the beauty of some of the, these people's handiwork. Um, there were some really clever things they did and beautiful things they did, and that's mostly what I watch for is the good stuff. Yeah. What's the most unique material you've put into a costume? Like cardboard or <laughs> plastic or uh, both? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's. Anything, like, weird or strange that people wouldn't think to put into it? I mean, thermoplastics in general. Um, really? Yeah, so, like, a lot of cosplay stuff, but you can actually sandwich it between layers, too. Um, I've also done a lot of wire, like, a ton of, like, little oh, yeah. wire and stuff, yeah. um, which makes it unwashable. But, uh, I don't know, none of it's weird to me at this point, so yeah. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> I'm, and I'm, I'm thinking about, have you ever seen the show Suits? Yes. So beautiful. That was probably the first time that I really thought about it, you know, suits and how they fit mm -hmm. and all. I mean, ev actually, everybody in the show. Is that something if they asked you to do the next season of suits, would you take that on? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. How would you get that job? <laughs> uh, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> but uh, so, again, like all of my work has just come from people having met me on something previous or a recommendation from somebody who has worked with me before. Um, and again, I've been very lucky that's been how it is, um, cause it's kind of, it's hard to figure out who to apply to. Um, so yeah, it would take somebody hearing of me in Columbia, South Carolina from what I assume it's filmed in either LA or New York. Um, there's plenty of people who work there already, right. <laughs> but well, let's tell people about your Instagram then so they can hit you up. We'll blow up your Instagram and then <laughs> maybe they'll reach out. We'll tag suits. Um. Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y-R-E-N-K-O-77. Yes. That's your Instagram handle. Seven, and that's seven. really the only one. If somebody sends you a DM, do you answer it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. Now I'm actually scared. Like, what kind of DMs am <laughs> I going to get? Because Randy sends a lot of DMs. <laughs> so he'll for sure hit you up. <laughs> you, yeah, we do need a tailor, though. I think we should get... We should talk to Nick and do some custom suits. And he does do custom suits. Really? Um, what material though? Because, so this is big texture. He's a big texture guy. I'm a they're big all material question. Oh, yeah, no, this is great because yep. that's half half the battle. Well, because I did this, I've done two funny things. I think one, I bought suits in India when I was in India for mm -hmm. fifty bucks, and they were custom tailored. Mm -hmm. But and they, it seemed like when I was there, they fit. Mm -hmm. But then when I got home, like literally, they were all just like junky and. And I don't know if, like, I felt like the material was pretty bad, obviously, okay. for 50 bucks. Um, so that was one avenue where I realized, like, how could it look pretty good and, like, fit me then? And then in, like, a few months. In months. Um, well, material, yeah. Because um, it's not even just the exterior material. It's also the guts that go on the inside. kind of, like, tighten it or? Uh, yeah. Like, there's a lot, especially for men's tailoring, there's a lot of, like, understructure. Um, uh, you know, a lot of shoulder pads. Yeah. Big pad guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there's, like, a whole, there's a whole structure in there to try to give you that, like, triangle shape. So um, if they didn't, if they used cheaper materials for that or if they didn't put them in right, yeah. like, the suit just kind of crumbles around you. 
And then what about online tailoring? Like I had another one that the, the tailor was in Texas and did like a body scan on cool. the phone essentially. Mm -hmm. And then I had a suit ship, shipped to me that way. Mm -hmm. And they said it was like nice material and it, it's, it fits pretty good. I just, like w when I tried it on and like they're like watching me on the thing, like I just felt like I needed the person to like do the like tug this little piece and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, I would never want to do a job the way they did it. Right. Like, uh, and I've I've had to do that before where I didn't get to touch the person, but luckily there was somebody there who did do the fitting, and then brought it back. And yeah, I don't think there is a good way to tailor without being physically present because it does it does require like a touch a pinch out and we i mean even if you're seasoned you can make a pretty good guesstimate on yeah. what a distance is or what needs to happen you you need to be there you do or you need to have at least somebody there for you in your stead like yeah. just doesn't work the same way and we have a friend who has really narrow shoulders <laughs> is there any techniques that he could like besides shoulder pads is what should he do i mean I mean, shoulder pads are really probably the best um, option. Mm -hmm. it, it just kind of is. Um, Maybe like a thicker material. That could work too. Um, there's a thing called a plastron that goes in the center. It's a canvas that goes in the center. You can maybe double up a little bit in the shoulder, like with a stiffer material um, as well. Uh, moving the shoulder pad or shoulder pads out just a little bit. Yeah. Like can also give it a little an extension. Um, I don't know, man. I've never. Like Seen it's a, a man. Yeah, shoulders. yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> know, like, what does rough. that look like? <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's just like a. It's like his shoulders just go right into his neck. He's and he's tall. Oh man. So we give him a hard time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think, and then also getting uh, getting things tailored to him would be really good. Like just like any pinch or tuck that you can do in the shoulder seam would probably be very helpful. Yeah. So, so the biggest frustration that I have is I feel like I change weight frequently oh me too and so i'm and right now like we've got so i'll, I'll train for let's say a run so mm -hmm. half marathon marathon something like mm -hmm. that but i do it once a year so i'll lose 10 pounds and then mm -hmm. quit running and start lifting and then gain weight and whatever mm -hmm. or in the summer you're out more doing more things so you lose weight and then in the winter you gain weight mm -hmm. and then there's just this constant thing where you want to get something custom tailored but then everything that you custom tailor doesn't fit you for six months out of the year yes uh in I mean, it, I'm with you on that 100%. My, again, when I'm working, I'm not working out as much because I'm working 12 hours a day. So, so when I'm off, I'm, I'm fluctuating all the time. Uh, half my wardrobe's not usable <laughs> is just, kind of the just answer. Just suck it up. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, there, there are. There are certain things you can do. Like, uh, when you get your things tailored, uh, like when you're in your tiny season, when you get it tailored, ask them to leave in the excess if possible. That way it can be let out again. Um, that really is mostly useful for, like, waste, like, waste stuff. Um, it's harder to do if you're bulking up in the shoulder area because that actually involves a lot more, like, especially if your chest is getting bigger. There's whole things that mm -hmm. you can't really go back and fix. Um, yeah, I would recommend having a summer suit and a winter suit. Yeah. It's probably um, trying to find the medium. But, yeah, there's certain things that can be reversible. I would just recommend when you get them altered, tell them to leave in the extra. And th so then when you're on set with somebody, mm -hmm. like one of the big, and I, I think more of guys, I think, and I don't know if this is true, but I feel like guys fluctuate mm -hmm. a little bit more than women do. Mm -hmm. But you're on set and then they're, 
I'm assuming they're working out quite a bit if they're in a, <laughs> in a role or they get bigger as the season goes. Really? Yeah, yeah. In a bad way? Uh, yeah. Well, I, there's no such thing as or a bad in a, way. Like uh, it's not their ch- their chest and shoulders and arms aren't getting bellies bigger. are getting bigger. Yeah. Yes. Uh, butts are getting bigger. Yes. Uh, yeah. No. Again, they're working long days too. Nobody wants to go work out after 16 hours of filming. So, uh, no. Uh, that's happened. There's one actor in particular. I'm not going to say their name, but our notorious for getting bigger as the season goes but on top of that um i worked on a show where one of our actresses was pregnant um she got pregnant mm-hmm. about halfway through and uh it was funny that the costume team knew before most other people um not because we were told but because we were having to right. let things out in ways that weren't normal for this actress yeah. so and is it awkward when they come to you because i picture people's sitting there thinking, oh, I'm not going to – I'm just going to fit into this again. (laughs) Um, And then you have to go tell them, like, yeah, it doesn't fit anymore. Sorry. Uh, Luckily, there's um, somebody – There's they never come to me directly with that problem. Um, There's people who are on set who are called costumers. Those are the people who are actually getting them dressed and are there for continuity uh, throughout the day. Uh, Usually – and they usually become very close with their actor because they're there. Like, they have a personal dresser every day. Um, so that's usually the person that they start like, hey, I think these are getting a little tight. Um, or the dresser will come to us. Every so often an actor does um, feel the need to up it, the chain a little bit, and they will either go to our supervisor or our designer to see kind of what we can do. So usually there's somebody between me and them before that discussion happens. <laughs> and then when you get hired on um – like, talk to us about the time commitment of that. Do you just focus on one show or one movie during the duration of that? Yes. Really? Yeah. Again, like, it's it's 70-hour work weeks. Wow. So, um, yeah. No, it's one one gig at a time. And I'm a contract worker. So, um, when I work for that show, like, they're the ones paying my taxes. They're paying into my insurance. So, I work for them. Uh, there's been times where I have left a show maybe a week or so early to go right into the next show. But no, there's um, there are designers. Designers can sometimes balance two shows, um, and designers assistants. Even we have a thing called a shopper or a buyer. Sounds a little bit better sometimes. Yeah. Um, they can sometimes balance multiple things, but not me. And then where do you order your fabric? Is this like a online thing, or are you going local like Joanne Fabric mm-hmm. and looking at stuff? It depends. <laughs> no, I've definitely. Uh, so especially South Carolina, um, uh, South Carolina and Georgia, uh, they have a tax credit that they give film industry, and a certain amount of what we buy has to be in state. Uh-huh. Um, South Carolina does not have a ton of fancy fabric stores, mm-hmm. um, though shout out to House of Fabrics here in Columbia. Love them. Uh, so yeah, we buy a lot of Joann's when we're here, yeah. <laughs> like a, a bit. Uh, depending on the production, though, if they give us a certain amount of money, uh, I've had designers who both work in New York and L.A. They try to buy fabric before they even come down here um, because they actually have the accessibility to it there. Um, but, yeah, sometimes online shopping is in order. Where is most of it produced? Is it U.S.-produced fabric mostly, or or is it from China? And I'm not 100% all... certain. I will say um, yeah. what I've seen, I'm not working in the textile industry, though, mm-hmm. what I've seen is, yeah, fewer and fewer fabrics are being made here. Most of them are being made, particularly in China or um, India, maybe. Mm-hmm, yep, India. India makes a lot, and unfortunately, they're making fewer, fewer varieties of fabrics. It's it's harder, it's harder to find 
nice fabrics. It's even harder to find medium quality ones. Either you're going to find your really, really nice stuff or your really crappy synthetics. Um, it is. It's becoming very hard. And so then when they're talking to you about a new show they want to do mm -hmm. and they recruit you and they say, this is what we need, this is how many hours, this is how long it's going to be, mm -hmm. is there a process of this is what my rate is and this mm -hmm. is how much I want for the show or per hour? Mm -hmm. Or you maybe you know the budget of the movie going in and then you <laughs> can modify <laughs> it based on that? I don't I mean, know. Nobody's throwing out big budget numbers to me. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, uh, I do. I, I, I meet and negotiate with... Uh, somebody who's in the production office um and yeah they say this is what we want to pay you uh I, and i say no this is what i want and they usually don't get what i want but uh yeah i negotiate my pay my pay um i bring a kit with me i bring all my own sewing supplies so i get a kit rental for that um when i travel i get paid a housing allowance so i get to negotiate that to a certain degree um, I am part of a union, and our union has done a lot of negotiations on our part. So I have a a, a median, like a, a the lowest rate possible that I know will I will always get. Um, and it's up to me if I want to go higher. So I make those negotiations. Um, on the last thing I worked on, the production originally told our designer that she could only have her tailor. I think what was it for, like, what ended up being like six week, not even six weeks. I think they originally told her they could only have me for four weeks. Um, it, I was literally making custom suits as well as doing alterations. There was no way I was going to get that. Like to give you an idea, a suit takes from scratch, uh, maybe about a week, like a three piece suit mm -hmm. maybe takes about a week. Um, I had to make like six to eight of them. <laughs> so there was no way four weeks was going to cut it. Right. So we went in saying, all right, fine. This is what she's doing. But as we went through the production, the designer went to them and said, no, she needs more time. She needs to be here more. Um, same thing with my hours of days. Like, I work a 10 minimum. Um, if I need more, I have to go in and negotiate for more hours in the day. And same thing with assistants. So it is always like a, productions always want to give you as little as possible. It's a business after yeah. all. Um, so it's up to me and my bosses, my supervisor, my designer to also fight for it. And they do. Mm -hmm. They do. What does your room look like on set? Is it like just a <laughs> naked room like with nothing in it a couple mirrors type uh, of thing or <laughs> what uh, mannequins it it depends uh so i'm usually not on set i'm usually we have a production office mm. um that's usually where i am that's where they house anybody like there's so many people behind the scenes people that are just doing like uh, paperwork negotiating uh logistics that's usually where we i go um one of the most interesting ones was on Righteous Gemstones. Um, did either of you see it by any chance? Mm -mm. No, that's okay. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I got paid anyway. <laughs> uh, so uh, there's a scene where they build a church, like they have a church in an old Sears. That Sears is actually where we, where our offices were. Mm. So my <laughs> uh, my office was in what was the storage room for linens and towels. Nice. In a Sears, um, and we used like the old uh, like dressing room doors for where we would do fittings. Um, but sometimes I I'm literally in a windowless room, uh, like a little tiny, like a basement. Yeah, yeah. The first thing I ever worked on actually was uh, <laughs> it was like an office park, but it was a tiny, tiny room, no windows, and it was hot. It was like a literal sweatshop. <laughs> was, yeah. But no, sometimes I get windows, and it's nice, and it's yeah. great. Uh, or yeah, I was gonna say, well, I had, a, well, I, I want to go on. A, I want to have. I have a ton <laughs> of different angles or questions too. I well, I started thinking about 
I was looking at my pants. Um, when you, how much can you lengthen a pant if you need it lengthened? I get that you could probably shorten it to whatever, sh- mm-hmm. all the way to shorts if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. You can. Speedo like, if you wanted. Yeah. How do you do, how do you lengthen a pant? Like how much room do they put in there? And how do they match the hem to what it was before? Ooh. Okay. Um, so lengthening a pant is dependent on how much material there's there. So is it hidden though? Because sometimes, like I, I've looked at jeans and stuff. I'm like, there's no, where's the material? <laughs> so jeans, nah, it doesn't exist in jeans. Like you can maybe depending. Uh, so if, uh, this is such a visual medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at your pant hem, you see that like or mine, you see that roll, roll. Yep. That's that's your seam allowance. So both of you. So have, you have like a quarter inch. I have yeah, about I got half. like yeah, like a three quarter. Uh-huh. So maybe yours, an inch. yours could probably be let down as thick as that is because like you could always just do a tinier roll roll to do that um okay. same with yours you can maybe get like half inch three quarters uh mine uh it wouldn't be worth the time to unpick all that stitching like i can't um, which is fine because i actually shorten these myself and this is exactly where i want it so nice. um it depends but when you buy new pants like if you've noticed like the slacks like there's like this right. much just hanging out uh, I, i've never seen a case where there wasn't enough <laughs> to let okay. down to the length that they wanted and then how do you match the previous hem? What do you mean? Like, so it looks like it did before. Oh, oh, so just. Does that make sense? I don't know if that. Yeah, so like just how do I, how do I make it look like it wasn't altered? Yes, um, yes. Skill and talent. Uh, no. uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I can look at your pan. I can see what it needs to look like. Um, I just match the color thread. I match the stitching. Uh, but also the trick is like, you're not going to remember what that looked like as long as I... Oh, I am. Oh. I look. I'm a detail guy. <laughs> I have pictures of all my pant hems around my house. the whole catalog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm with you. I, well, I think yeah. it's more like the thickness. So mm-hmm. so you're saying, though, you if I... Yeah, it would have to be smaller. It would have to bottom. be smaller. Okay. And there would probably be some... Uh, especially if you've worn those pants for a while, there might be some wearing right where the edge of that hem is. There's kind of no going back from that. Gotcha. Yeah, which is... One of the problems when I work in film and we do vintage garments and we alter them, mm. sometimes it's really hard. Like there might be just like laying down a sleeve. You might have dirt from where it's been worn for years. Yep. It's a little hard to get that out. Um, and that's movie magic mm-hmm. fixes that and distance. Okay. So I'm more, well, as you can tell, like Tom's quite a bit more interested in like the texture <laughs> and the type. I'm interested in what it's like moving, working with these, <laughs> these movie stars. Uh, who's your, who will be your celebrity crush? Oh my God! Yeah, I already know this. It's Henry Cavill. <laughs> is it? And that, and you worked with him already. Oh no, I wish oh, you, no. Okay. No. Is there anything you'd have out? an extra long fitting session with Henry? <laughs> <laughs> Which he would require. He's really buff. <laughs> he requires a lot of tailoring. It's strictly professional. professional. <laughs> yeah. So so there is there aspirations then to like spend a lot of time out in L.A. or Hollywood? Uh, yes and no. Like I I know that if I ever wanted to get to a certain level of um tailoring i would have to go uh ideally la um there's new york as well and even like london has um some stuff uh ideally yes but i'm established here um like i've i've been living in columbia now since 2014 my husband has a job here and it honestly works out great like if i move to la i wouldn't like i own a house here i have a yard right i you know um i have friends uh that i can easily see without sitting in traffic for 45 minutes like um i recognize that i'm sacrificing career success for 
life balance. Um, and it's great. Like, I, I still get to work with, um, like, the designers don't usually come from South Carolina or even the Southeast a lot of the time. I work with people who live and work in L.A. Like, I still get to have the experience of, and not to say anybody from the Southeast is not also talented and, and successful, but it, I still get to have a little touch of what it would be like to work with those people. Um, it just does stink that my budgets aren't usually quite so huge, you know. Um, I, I, don't get, I don't get to make the Bridgertons um, at all. Uh, though Atlanta is right down the road, and Atlanta would probably be the more feasible move if yeah. I wanted to go to the next tier. Mm -hmm. Long term, so do you, you do see yourself here in Columbia long term? Yeah, it just makes sense. Um, again, we have a very established life here. Um, my mom moved here shortly after, so I don't, I don't foresee leaving anytime soon. Uh, and again, I get to travel yeah. for my work, yeah. so I get to, I get to scratch that itch of like moving constantly. Which Where I are you originally from? Are you? <laughs> no, nothing exciting. Uh, my parents were in the Air Force, and my dad retired in Sumter, South Carolina, uh, Shaw Air Force Base. Okay, so, nice. yeah. <laughs> but I moved around um, a bit in my 20s before coming back here. And did you meet your husband on set somewhere? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, my husband is a biostatistician. and uh, Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he manages a grant for the med school for biomedical research. So he's a, he's a science guy. Mm -hmm. So no, um, we met on Match.com. Nice, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's great. That's that was like before Tinder and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm really bummed I missed out. Did on he that. leave yeah. with biostatistician <laughs> in, his, in his bio? No, but I think there was him holding a fish, so that really sealed the deal. That's for an me. automatic <laughs> win. Shirtless fish pick is like no brainer. <laughs> or tank top. Um, could you tailor a tank top? Yes, you yep. can. I have. Yeah. What is there? You're in the market. Is there a certain look? Yeah, give me He's, give me some tips on it. He tank. is in the market for no, that. No, I think because I'm from Canada. I've noticed, and it gets because my accent. Yeah, yeah, and it gets <laughs> to be 110 degrees here, 102 degrees sometimes, and it it's just hot. So I like to have a tank top, but every time I wear a tank top, I hear about it from Tom for weeks at a well, time. We just got a variety of tank tops. Yes, well, and, but yeah. there's not like a certain fit that I know that I should be wearing. Or a cert I've never tailored a tank top. Certainly, <laughs> most people have it. He had one. Well, he, and you probably still have it. But he had one from Lululemon. I'm not kidding. It went down to his knees. Yeah, that was going to be the thing. Was like the number one thing. The Make length. sure the length is right. Because yes. you wore a dress is what you wore. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. I have the picture I, of you fishing. Yeah. In fairness, I was in my backyard <laughs> building a deck, and he snuck up from from on the golf it's course. It's his go-to. Oh yep. my goodness! But why would you? You shouldn't be building a deck and a dress either, though. Exactly. <laughs> Why, that's exactly. I know. The I mean, <laughs> it's comfortable. It, for him. Yeah. You, well, when you're going to build something or paint something, you just take the something that you wouldn't normally have. wear somewhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> the crappiest. <laughs> the crappiest thing you have. That's what she just said. Oh no, She's it calling. is. I'm so sorry. No, mm. it was. A, it was like a work. Oh, thing. All right. <laughs> I, I thought it was your one of your nicer tanks. Though, I mean, I worked like, for a little while, and then once it got he hangs them. He hangs them on hangers at his house. Think about that. That's insane. Only in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> His summer wardrobe. I, you know, listen, I hate, I, one of the reasons, one of the things I do hate about living in Columbia, it is hot as hell here, yeah. and I cannot stand it. I'm not made for this whatsoever. Humidity sucks. 
So, no, you wear those tank tops. That's I right, get it. You. I get it. I just don't leave my house during the summer. I just need to get rid of the off-the-rack off ones and get a custom He needs a custom, a custom tank. Custom, don't get a custom, custom tank. Custom tank time. Don't. We're calling Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and we're getting it. That's your Christmas gift. Hey, Nick, have you ever done a tank top? This <laughs> <laughs> your first tank. Like this man makes custom made suits and you Lulu ask him for a tank <laughs> I bring in a Lululemon one that's down to my knees. <laughs> Which it would only cost you probably what, like six to nine dollars to do. Right. Just saying. Like we're it's doing it. Yeah. We may worth, film this. Um, where am I going with this? Did When did you start sewing? Take me back to Grandma Jones and her foot pump sewing machine that you... <laughs> Do you have a Grandma Jones? I, I don't. I mean, Francis. <laughs> Helen. Helen. <laughs> yeah, okay. Pretty All close. Right. Got there. Uh, you know, my grandmother knew us, so but she didn't teach me. Uh, my, I, I don't know. I learned some hand sewing when I was a kid at some summer camp. And then didn't no learn. No classes in like high school. We had a middle school class where we had to do. Oh, home ec. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess I did do my first sewing machine on for home ec, but that, no, that wasn't good. That wasn't good at all. Yeah. <laughs> like that was terrible. Um, no, by the time I got to high school, I knew I wanted to work in costumes. So um, I asked my mom to show me on her sewing machine. She gave me a little basics. And then my high school actually did have a strictly sewing. It was a sewing class oh. is what I did. So um, that's, um, you know, shout out to Mrs. Scott. Um, rest in peace. But she she's honestly, I think, one of the reasons why I had what I had. And no, the rest of it I learned in college and then grad school and on the job. So I had very little experience going into my adult life. Now, is you think if somebody's listening and wants to do what you do, is that what route would you push them towards? Like go to a school for this, or do you think more like shadowing somebody like you or interning? Uh, nothing beats real life experience. Like, I, and I say this as I have a master's degree in costume production, which is so ridiculous to think <laughs> that I have a master's degree in sewing. Um, but it worked for me at the time. But no, I tell everyone like you have to go work. Like that's the number. Nobody especially in film, nobody gives a crap about your degree. Sorry, right. I, I keep saying crap, and I don't know if that's okay. But nobody cares about your degree um, unless you have something to back it up, the skill, the knowledge, the people. Um, so, yeah, no, anybody who wants to do this, like, be ready to work for free for a little bit. I don't love it for people working for free, but, like, if you want to work in costumes, you want to learn to sew, and you don't know it all, Ask Just somebody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, don't expect somebody to start paying you to sew on buttons. Right. But yeah, go out and work. Um, we have um, we have PAs. PAs is the lowest level, and that's usually an area where people can kind of find out what area works for them. Um, and just. Be ready to hustle. Like, you have to. You have to be constantly knocking on doors, especially when you're nobody and don't have anybody to vouch for you. Like, you kind of have to push a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just being nice to people is always yeah, very yeah. good. Being likable. <laughs> is a PA is a production assistant? Yes, yeah. And, so, and then they just get to – they just get – basically, you, anybody tells them what to do <laughs> on, on set or an, around, Kinda, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes – I mean, it makes sense. Then you just get exposed to all the, the things mm -hmm. and – and they have areas, like, costumes has specific PAs for us. Like, uh, but if you decide costumes aren't your thing, you meet a few people on set, say, hey, I actually want to, like, be a set PA instead. Yeah. Um, like, there's there's more moving around available for them and more ex exploration. But, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. the it's the lowest man on the totem pole. Um, I would say we try not to haze them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I picture them being just screamed at by everybody. <laughs> 
Some sometimes, sometimes, but no, we try not to. And you know, HR like yeah. exists. Maybe not by you. You don't. You don't <laughs> strike me as someone who would scream at your PA. No, no, except for that one time. <laughs> now, are there any um, any specific aches and pains that have kind of developed over the years of doing this? Oh, definitely, a hundred percent. Um, I, I mean, I'm sitting already hunched over. Um, my whole day is just forward crouched. flexed using your hands. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, I've always been a little bit of a sloucher it's gotten worse with time um i do try to get a massage whenever possible um most recently though probably in the last two years i've started experiencing issues through like my wrist and my elbows as well so um that's coming down the down the train but uh in sciatic nerve i stand for long periods and i sit for long periods there's not a lot of in between right so i've started having like some sciatic nerve issue is, mm. is there a bunch of and i don't know if they would be pills or legal drugs or illegal drugs but i also picture the stats the sets from like the 80s when they'd have cocaine everywhere mm -hmm. uh, is there is there a lot of that going on too or oh you're feeling this way here's do you want this you want this you want this uh a little a lot of <laughs> like you know uh most of our issues trying to stay awake and productive is especially like caffeine uh, pills and stuff sure yeah uh-huh adderall, adderall. <laughs> yep <laughs> um but as far as, like, pain management, uh, you know, no one's ever talked to me specifically about things going on. Um, I just do a lot of ibuprofen um, mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. i tell you a yeah. profession I know about. A little something called chiropractic. Oh, my gosh. Please tell me more. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, a really cool thing. It's fairly new. Um, lasts, like, 125 years. <laughs> <laughs> you should really like to check it out. There's I these two guys I know, too. <laughs> I'll, I'll introduce you after the show. <laughs> I... I, I was talking to Brittany was telling me about her work and I was like I've always wanted to try chiropractic like I've always wanted to yeah. but I just don't know enough about it to like no like I got my first massage when I was in middle school so like I knew about yeah, that yeah. but like I wouldn't know what to look for who to look for um, what to expect honestly yep. and part of the tough part about it too that we found is even sitting back in our school and class we had about 150 people in our mm -hmm. class and there was probably 50 people in there that we were like, I would not want that person touching me. <laughs> touching oh, God, me. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, so chiropractic we, has definitely had like a branding mm -hmm. issue a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then the scope is so wide, too, that you have some who will only do, you know, they may only do like prenatal or they may be only mm -hmm. do sports injuries or they only do auto accidents mm -hmm. or they only do low force techniques or they only use instruments. So there's so many, it's such a broad spectrum. Mm -hmm that it is a little hard to navigate, I mm -hmm. think, especially if you don't know anything about it. Yeah, so uh, and for somebody like me, um, what would you guys, somebody who's clearly could use a little body help um, and know nothing about it, what would you tell me to do first? Basic thing is uh, go to a chiropractor that takes x-rays. Mm -hmm. that, that right away takes away the guesswork. So then all your postural stuff, all the things that you're kind of, the sciatica, mm -hmm. what you want to detect is cause. And then seeing if you're the, they're the right fit. So people that just go in and just start adjusting or start treating mm -hmm. right away without determining like, all right, here's your symptoms, but what's causing those symptoms? Mm -hmm. That's where we always recommend starting is take away the guesswork, take x-rays, then have that conversation because most of the time we'll show our patients the x-rays because people know if it's crooked or straight, <laughs> right? And then it's like, like well, why is my back doing this? <laughs> yes. And then it's kind of like, well, you can do something about that or not. Mm -hmm. And then just explain the consequences of 
if you don't, like, here's what this looks like versus taking the steps to actually, you know, reconstruct the spine and, and get it into a good position. And so that's always like our starting point. Number one. And, well, and I would say word of mouth is a nice way to do it too. Mm-hmm. Like to just open up a phone book a in the old phone days. Book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or or open up Google or whatever. <laughs> it's it's still I I still think like if you know a person who's been going to someone, that's way better than mm-hmm. looking at just reviews online or just hey, this place is close to my house or mm-hmm. they have a promo or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, nowadays, then everything can be tailored around, like, what you do. So then there'll be specific stretches and strengthening things once you see what your posture uh, looks like inside. Mm -hmm. And then you can set up your stations a little bit better because simple little things like moving somebody's, say, for example, monitor up two inches Mm -hmm. may save them from headaches all week. Mm -hmm. Little things like that, but they wouldn't know that without necessarily getting some x-rays and looking at that stuff. Yeah. I mean, even the idea of ibuprofen, too. Like, sometimes someone will say, oh, no, I just take, like, you know, two or three a week or four a week. It's like, all right, well, it's 150 a year. So you're going to take 1,500 ibuprofen over the next 10 years? Is that (laughs) your, like, is that your your health plan? (laughs) And then usually when they start to think about it, they're like, actually, yeah, that's that's a lot of ibuprofen over the next 10 years, and I'm probably not going to be using less of it. 10 years from now if I keep doing the same things I'm doing. Exactly. And I know that's definitely my, um, I'm, I'm still fairly young. I hope to be doing this maybe the next 25, 30 years. Nice. And <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Unless that lottery happens, <laughs> then bye. Uh, but yeah, I, I already know with my aches and pains, like I, I do worry what is that going to look like down the road for me? Because mm-hmm. I've, I've said it multiple times, long days, crouched over, like that, it, right. it does the body starts talking to you. Yeah. 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 And the body's smart. You gotta, we just got to listen. <laughs> just tell people, you just got to listen to it. It's My talking. Problem. I just don't know how to talk back. It's the right. problem. <laughs> um, so have you, ever got, have you ever been interested in design, like that aspect of it at all? Yeah, I started off that way, honestly. Because um, honestly, a lot of people don't even realize there's something you can do besides design, right? Like when you think of costumes, you're like, oh, design. Uh, so that's what I thought. And then halfway through college, I realized I liked the hands-on. Yeah. way yep. more than the being a designer is so much more interpersonal um which is fine i like people um but it is a lot more like compromising with people constantly actors um directors yeah. um while i literally get to collaborate with a designer and otherwise i, I get a i get to create physically create something which is really yeah, pretty cool. cool yeah Are, is there anything else in art that you enjoy like sculpting or painting or mm-hmm. uh so i grew up in a very arts driven household um, my mom really pushed that so i started doing art theater like acting um and dance um from the time when i was three so i've been very involved my, my little brother's actually um he became a professional ballerina like it was that wow. much of a thing in our house wow. um so yeah uh, three-dimensional art was always my thing i always liked building um yep. so which translated really well you ever done any head pieces or like mascot pieces <laughs> yeah not well really <laughs> Yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> See, that would be sweet if we had a like a mascot oh, for us. Yes, that would be cool. Um, there's a mascot company here in South Carolina. I think it might be in Greer. I'll have to look it up. But there's one like down the road. And they'll just build it like whatever you want. I think from a photo or something. I think so. Sweet. Like I mean, I don't know what their pricing is, but yeah, yeah like I, I, yeah, that's what they do. They make mascots. Nice. So. Huh. Yeah. Have, have you ever seen the movie The Hangover? <laughs> yes. 
you know the part where they're measuring Alan, and then he he's, he measures, and he's like, "Get away from me, pervert!" Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps talking about how the guy was getting too close to him. Uh, I I'm, somebody shoved me away, called so, me a pervert. Well, it's so it, it was so funny to me because there's if you don't get a suit tailored a lot, it it's it's a little bit awkward if you're not used to that. Yes. Um, so I'm just wondering if there's any funny stories there. Uh, especially when I was working with students, um, you know, like like 20 <laughs> and like this adult woman's like trying to touch you in your no-no zone. Uh, I've never touched anyone in a no-no zone. But <laughs> I've never done that. Um, yeah. It, 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 I mean, nothing super crazy. Uh, well, that's not true. I wasn't, a f- I was taking somebody's measurements once and they like farted right in my face. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and they didn't like, they, that's they thought amazing. I didn't notice. <laughs> was it loud or just kind of like a little silent it w- guy? No, it wasn't totally silent. It was like just a little. It was <laughs> they a were little holding blip. it. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, they were trying not to. <laughs> yeah, well, I wish they had acknowledged what they did. That's all I wanted I'm was so an I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, what's the right move there? I think. I mean, I don't know if I might play it cool too. I like, would pretend like nothing it happened. happened. I'd pretend like they did it. What? Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> so what did you just do? Just here to tailor you. That is so production. Oh, man. Oh, uh, all right. So, so in closing, kind of, I'm curious about a couple things. Two okay. things. One, mm-hmm. is there anyone that you think in Colombia we should have on our podcast? Mm-hmm. And then two, what are some of your favorite things about Colombia? Oh, uh, I'll answer the second one first because that one's super easy. Um, I love the fact that Colombia is like growing and mm-hmm. changing. Like, uh, it's living in Sumter. We would come here as kids, and it wasn't. <laughs> it had a mall. That was nice. <laughs> My yeah. brother took dance over here. Uh, but the fact that we are finding, I mean, like seeing what they're doing to downtown is really great. I, I think the fact the city's finally starting to realize there's more than just the university here to cater to is, it's really fun. Um, my friends in Charleston sometimes would make fun of me, like, I can't believe you live here. And then they came and visited and like, oh, it's actually kind of nice. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, yes, yes, yes. Um, and it, again, it's a place where I, I can't go out. I can go to different restaurants. I can go to different breweries. I, we have an awesome zoo. Um, but I can still get anywhere in town within 20 minutes. Um, it's a nice little balance of things to do while not um, having to live in Atlanta, I guess. Uh, somebody in town. Uh, you know, I kind of wish my brother was in town um, just because he's, a, again, a professional ballet dancer. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if you've had somebody on yet. If 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 not, honestly, even contact Columbia City Ballet. Yeah. I mean, that might be interesting to get somebody one. who um, – where their body is their living right. is, is always kind of an interesting spin to take on somebody. Okay, nice. Perfect. Um, and then anyone that you can think, um, anyone specifically that you want to give like a shout out to who really helped you or did something for you along the way? Oh my goodness. Uh, well, my friend April Trakina, who got me started, uh, she's the one that recommended me and set the whole thing off and I continue to work with today. Um, and then also, yeah, my husband, like everybody's like, kind of weirded out that we live apart most of the year and <laughs> he's totally cool with it it's great i love yeah. it he lets me do what i want <laughs> so nice. that's I, cool nice those two and then what um how do people re- or i guess do you want people to reach you or how would they reach you sure. or i guess if once we contact suits like what how should they get in touch with you <laughs> Uh, they can DM me if they <laughs> want. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. People can totally contact me. Please do. Um, I don't know how interesting that guy would be. Like, I don't know what people would want from me. I'm pretty low key, but uh, yeah, okay, sweet. I'm, I'm happy to make, make new friends. Nice, cool, awesome. <laughs> All right.
All right. Well, we appreciate you being on here. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thanks, All right, guys. everyone, go check us out. Give us a follow. Um, until next time. Here. We're here for the health of it. For the health of it.